In January 2021, Rachel and I sat down with rowers Killian Mullen and Liam Miranda to record an episode on their experiences as transgender rowers. We designed the episode to pair a young athlete with an experienced former collegiate rower to talk training, team, and opportunities for inclusion. Enjoy this bonus clip where 16-year-old Killian took the mic to survey Liam, nearly 10 years his senior. My first question was, because I'm going to be, I'm currently planning on rowing on a woman's team. Um, so what was that kind of experience like for you? Um, did it ever, were there ever moments where you kind of regretted being on a woman's team? Or was it kind of like you're all out, like you're ready to be a part of this and there's really no regrets? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I feel like I kind of, to start, I feel like we, Duke didn't have a men's we had a men's club, um, but we didn't have like a men's division, like a men's program essentially. And so I feel like I didn't really have the option to move to move um, between teams. That wasn't really on the table for me. But I think, you know, I, I think it's been really, really like rowing on a women's team and like just women's sports spaces in general. Right? I still do so much like sports inclusion work. And I think women's sports spaces tend to be really thoughtful about like expression and be really really thoughtful about identity because you know women understand like marginalization as a result of gender right as a result of gender expression I think that's not to say men's spaces don't understand like how masculinity sort of intersects with their identities and their experiences and they're thoughtful to that too but I feel like women's spaces are, are, are really like especially thoughtful about LGBTQ inclusion and can be really really great places and really really empowering places um, and so I think you know making having you know still rowing rowing on a women's team um i while i didn't necessarily make that decision like i think you're gonna hopefully have a really really inclusive and like thoughtful environment there and i hope they have their ear back you know in college as much as they do um at, at the high school level yeah and then other than that i was just kind of wondering how did you how did you really get into the work that you were going into um i'm not I mean, personally, like I want to major in criminal justice and criminology when I get to college, but I'm just, I'm always so interested to kind of hear how people ended up at the, at the place that they're at and kind of what inspired you to be like, no, like I want to keep doing this. I want to incorporate this as part of my job moving forward. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And so I think, you know, I started in college, I started working with this organization called Athlete Ally who essentially does work at the intersection of LGBTQ inclusion and, and sports um, and really from like an athlete activism standpoint. So it's talking about how do you organize athletes, how do you organize teams and leagues and coaches to kind of do LGBTQ inclusion work on campus or, or in policy. Um, you know, and from that, I started doing like sports inclusion research and you know, thinking about like LGBTQ identity and access to sports and how that impacts health and well-being. And sort of at the same time, I feel like we were really gaining traction with the conversation about LGBTQ inclusion in sports, right? We had like pro athletes coming out. Um, we had trans athletes like starting to really make, make headlines. And, you know, for better or worse, I think the space just exploded. I mean, right now we're seeing, I don't want to be like doom and gloom here, but I feel like right now just like the the conversation about trans inclusion in athletics is exploding and in a lot of ways, in some good ways, but in a lot of ways, there's a lot of bad things happening, right? A lot of states are trying to introduce bills to ban trans athletes from playing sports. Um, a lot of teams and leagues are trying to question the NCAA's policies, trying to question the IOC's policies. And there's just kind of a lot of, a lot of attacks on trans people being veiled as like, you know, conversations about like sports fairness or like fairness for women. And you can't see my air quotes again. 
um, because we have lots of folks who never gave a damn about women's sports suddenly so up in arms about, you know, how they're protecting women's sports. Um, and so I think, you know, the work just kind of blew up from there because there's just tons of policy efforts and tons of, you know, concerns about how this conversation about trans inclusion in athletics um, is being sort of weaponized to beat back non-discrimination protections and to kind of continue to dehumanize trans folks. And so I think, you know, just generally, even if you're interested like in criminal justice work or like other, you know, social policy or social justice work, there's such an, an important angle about LGBTQ inclusion in all of that, right? And I think sports has a space in any kind of social justice work because sport has always been this amazing platform for folks to kind of move social justice conversations forward. And so I think even in all your, even in all your work, um, regardless of like what area it might be in, like sports is always a great context to bring that in and think about like how athletes and teams and leagues and organizations can, can be part of that work and move that message forward. Thanks for listening to this bonus mini episode of Steady State Podcast, where we are revealing the new narrative in rowing. Hear the full episode and any others you may have missed at our website, www.studystatenetwork.com.